0: There's, there is definitely a learning curve for those who aren't familiar with the pre-owned industry. There is a bigger learning curve because a lot of retailers are so used to the traditional way of sourcing, working with a wholesaler and then you know, marketing up for the consumer, that they don't know that they could grow their margins working with someone like LaPree, which is you know, a B2B platform where technology enabling them to connect to supply and therefore their margins are way greater because you don't have a traditional wholesaler in a sense.
1: You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. The NRF's Big Show is always an ideal time to sit down with folks you know in the industry. For us especially, it's a great time to connect with some of our past sources and even some new connections through our awards programs, like our Retail Innovator Awards, which are always key to spotlighting executives that aren't just changing their business, but the industry at large. One of our winners this year was Emily Urkel, who is CMO of LaPree. Now, LePri is a fascinating company because they're not just helping consumers change the way they purchase luxury items, they're also helping. Retailers change the way they source and sell luxury items. I guess you could call it a B to B to C type concept. And honestly, with resale exploding the way it is, I really think Lapree is doing some fascinating things to bring technology and education into the conversation. So I sat down with Emily to really dig into her mission as CMO, some of the unique challenges she faces, and opportunities she believes exist for other players in the market as well. Listen in. Honestly, I think even if you're not in this resale slash luxury commerce space, uh, you're bound to get some fascinating and helpful takeaways from Emily. Listen in. Emily, thanks so much for being on the show. It is great to finally meet you in person. Thanks for having me. So my goal today is to get into the story of LaPree because you are sitting in this really fascinating space of resale. And you co-founded the company with your sister Elise to help the retailers and businesses easily source authentic pre-owned luxury items. And I feel like on Retail Touchpoints, we've covered the consumer side of discussion around resale, like the challenges around like, oh, is this product legit? Is the quality good? Um, basically the trust factor. So I wanted to ask you about the business side since that's essentially your core audience, right? Like what are the risks and the challenges for resale for the business side? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. So maybe I can start with the background of how we started and then delve into how we solve that situation. So Elise and I, my co-founder and sister and I started LaPree initially as a consumer facing business for business to consumer, B2C. We brought the best vintage and consignment stores online and they actually reached out to us as we were helping them sell. they They realized they really needed our help sourcing. And so their problem became our opportunity to really help them. And that's kind of how we, the initial launch of LaPree Wholesale came. My sister and co-founder thought of the idea and was like, we should really help them figure out how to source better because that's how we're going to really change the resale industry and change the world. And so we launched LaPree Wholesale about three years ago. We're the leading B2B platform helping retailers source premium luxury, like you said. And the way we address the challenges that you mentioned is the reason why we exist, actually. So a lot of retailers face a big problem of sourcing. Right now, if they knew who to source from, they had to piecemeal inventory. They have to travel. It's very expensive, time consuming. They had to deal with all the customs and the duties and the shipping delays and everything like that. And that's if they know who to source from. And that's very time intensive. It's very expensive. It's not efficient at all. And that's because the wholesale industry for pre-owned luxury is very fragmented and very analog. It's hundreds and hundreds of years old, and right. no one's ever digitized and organized the space and brought it online. And so that's what LaPree Wholesale does. That's what Lepri does. We basically have taken a very analog industry, digitized it, brought it online, making it really easy for retailers to source from heavily vetted suppliers who put their inventory onto our platform. And so we're a B2B marketplace. Every supplier that comes onto our platform, one is we thoroughly vet them. They must, some of them are some of the largest names in the pre-owned wholesale industry. Some of them are names that retailers would never ever heard of. But all of these suppliers, they all authenticate. So that's one point of authentication. They authenticate at least once if not twice. When a retailer sources on our platform, That item, whether they source it on our e-commerce site, which is like stock, or they bid in auctions, and we have many, many auctions, all that inventory that they source on our platform actually then comes from the supplier to our headquarters here in Bethesda, Maryland. And that's where our team of inspectors and authenticators work to make sure it's as described, because for pre-owned luxury, everything has to be very clearly described um, in condition, where and whatnot. But also we help authenticate that. So before it goes to the retailer, before we ship it off, we use the best authenticators in the industry. It's entropy, but it's real authentication, Authenticate First, Baba Baby for Hermes. And that's because authentication and your reputation is so important in this industry. So every piece of item that comes through our warehouse that goes to our retailer is authenticated, if not twice, sometimes three times. Wow. And that's how we make sure that we sell authentic product to our retail partners. In addition, our retailers can also they can also add a tag Like when it comes through our team of inspectors and authenticators. We can also add a, you know, we authenticate everything, but they can also add a um, tag that has the QR code of that certificate of authenticity, or COA is oh, what we great. call them. Okay. And so when the retailer sells it to consumer, it already has been authenticated, they have the tag, the consumer can scan the QR code, and that certificate pops up. And it gives like a level of ease for the consumer, and it helps retailers close the sale much faster, too. So some of our retail partners, it's just a standard thing that they do. All their bags they purchase from Lepree, or all their accessories and what whatnot come with that tag. Got and it. it really helps with their value proposition they're giving to their customer. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, that makes perfect sense. And it's interesting that you brought up the analog nature of this space, because I know just like in the early days of studying the secondhand market, so to speak, and how like the old way of resale was done, it was like, oh, this person I know in like Manhattan yep. collects Hermes bags yep. or, or Birkin bags. Right, and, like, right. That was like the person you went to, yeah. but it was always like in person or like there was like that added layer of like complexity and like it was almost secretive, I guess you could say. So knowing that the resale market, it grows, and is growing like 11 times faster Mm -hmm. than traditional retail. Now it seems like the urgency is that that's growth opportunity for retailers so they want to hop Mm -hmm. on that. So what dynamics are driving this growth? Like what is inspiring these smaller dealers to like digitize and modernize and really turn this into a bigger business. Like, what are all the dynamics at play yeah, here that validated definitely. the business?
0: I mean, at the end of the day, consumer demand is the biggest driver of the pre-owned industry. Like you mentioned, 11 times faster by 2025, it's expected to be a 77 billion dollar industry. Yeah, it's which crazy. is insane. And so those consumer tailwinds are really driving retailers to look for ways to offer pre-owned. And that's where LaPree comes in, because oftentimes retailers don't know where to source from. If they do, it's really cumbersome. And so we help them with that problem, like that they just, they know there's this, they're leaving money on the table, but by not offering pre-owned luxury. It's something that brands that may not be a typical luxury player, right. when they offer pre-owned luxury or pre-owned brands, it really increases their value proposition. They grow their consumer base. Gen Z millennials are shopping it already. I think it was like 70% of all consumers think about sustainability. And so pre-owned is very top of mind, the demand is huge. How are retailers going to meet that demand? That's the question that we're here solving. Yeah, that was great. And and you mentioned earlier that
1: this vision for the business started out more as like a B2C type experience or B2C business model. So I'm curious how the vision or execution of the vision changed as you made that shift to B2B because, you know, we we cover b 2 B e commerce and it's like, oh, expectations around user experience. Like, were the parallels or or the elements that you wanted to include in that experience relatively similar because it was just about like ease and creating
0: that marketplace type environment? It was, and I will say like, so actually, I was actually on maternity leave when we actually okay. launched the inception of LaPree Wholesale. But my sister, who's amazing, and she's like a visionary, and we have an amazing team. We have Camille, who's on my team, the president of Europe now, um, Jeanette. They actually launched LaPree Wholesale in its inception. And so they wanted to make sure, one, that it was easy to use, that it felt like, for our e-commerce site, it felt like an easy checkout, that the things that the retailers were looking for were easy to see. So whether it's a description of the item, whether it's adding a certificate of authenticity to the item. Um, and they also made, you know, we thought about how auctions work and how to make it so that retailers who may never have done an auction before, maybe they use jobbers or wholesalers, traditional wholesalers, that would go and auction and bid for them and bid and source for them and then sell it to their retailers at a markup. We made it so that auction would be really easy for retailers to understand, so that they could get into it, and so we have different from the U.S. side, we have things that are explained, things that may not be so familiar to them. What's you know the different condition grades? What does a max bid mean? How do I find the product I'm looking for? And so you know the platform that we launched is really cool because. Not only do you have these filters that can help you look for what you're looking for, you have the search, but then you have this powerful technology behind it where we're using computer vision to actually organize the data to help you figure out what product should I be sourcing? What recommendations am I seeing that I need to have for my business? How do I price? Like for retailers that are new to the pre-owned industry, we show them this is the estimated resale price that you can price it for, the margin you'll make, and this is the wholesale price. And the estimated resale price is calculated from our deep data analytics and our merchandising expertise is a mixture of Art and science, as they say, right? right and right. so we were able to come with this resale price that's saying, hey, if this is what it is typically in the industry, you can price up, you can price down, depending on how your business works, but it can help them make decisions quicker. Because if a lot of times, if retailers, especially who don't have pre-owned experience, they don't know how to price and where to begin, and it, they don't have the team's bandwidth, their team doesn't have the bandwidth to research pricing on a Louis Vuitton pochette. For us, yeah. we can just say, we have the data, this is what typically it's priced for, this is the margin you'll make on it. And it helps them tremendously.
1: Right. Like, especially if they're new to the market, I could imagine it could feel a little bit overwhelming, like yeah. all of the factors at play and like they want to be successful. So you're yeah. you're providing the framework for that, yep. which I'm sure helps with marketing, which we'll get into in a second. But I do want to ask about the auction side of things. Can you explain like how that works a little bit more to the folks
0: listening that may be new to this whole space? Yeah, definitely. So the wholesale industry is a very old industry, like I mentioned. There are auction houses all over the world, Europe, Japan, US, that have, they're purely a B2B auction house. And they're very exclusive. It's invite only, you need to have an in or like, you know, relationship with this house. Yeah, like what we were talking about earlier. Right, yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so we have that. We've aggregated all the major auction houses, all the minor auction houses in the world. We're bringing them online and making it really easy for retailers to source that way. The way the auction works, so if a retailer is saying, looking for a Louis Vuitton bag, and so they know that they're willing to pay, $500 $500 for, you know, a Louis Vuitton bag or a certain price, point. I'm just, I'm throwing out numbers yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. I, for us, just to be very transparent, we don't share wholesale pricing, so I would just throw out numbers. Yeah, so no, take it with a grain of salt. They're yeah. not. They're not real. Generalizations. Uh, yes, yeah. generalization. There we go. But yeah, so they think of how much they want to pay for that item, and then they place what we call a max bid, the max that they're willing to pay. Maybe it's because it's based on a certain margin or whatnot. And so what we do is we aggregate on behalf of our buyers all the bids, and we participate in the auction for them. So, let's say they you know bid that amount for that never full bag. And what we do is we place that, we are actually placing the bids for them in the auction on behalf of this client. And oftentimes, what will happen is that, let's say that bag, instead of $500, the the highest bid in this auction was actually $450. And so, what happens is that retailer only wins it at an increment above $450. They went at $455. So, instead of paying that $500 that they were willing to pay, they pay $455. And their margin, grows so much more. Yeah, they can improves. make so many more, you know, percentage points on their margins. So, it's really cool that we were able to do this. And it really helps our retailers like we have, you know, you can source on our stock, which is like e-commerce, you check out, you know the margin you're going to make, but you can also almost like gamify auction and mm. really increase your margins by kind of you have doing both and figuring out I'm going to source the core products in stock but for the novelty pieces, I know I'm gonna get great margins in auction and, and that's just example one. Right. Some retailers do this kind of blend yeah. and it works out really well for them.
1: That's really cool. And I'm like I really appreciate the combination of like the heritage or traditional way of doing things and modernizing it enough where it's like efficient and effective yep. for the people navigating this space. But there's some really powerful technology on the back end yes. that, that supports them. Mm-hmm. So obviously when you get into the story, there's a lot of value. It's like it's something that gets you excited. Yep. But in the early stages, like as you were building out the business, introducing it to market, were there any, I guess, challenges or barriers that you had to overcome as you know the marketing lead, the person like driving this story? Were there any challenges there because it is or was
0: such a new market? I mean, obviously it's better now, but I mean, yeah, even a well, year ago. Was- even a year ago. Yeah, I will say... For the US, the US is a little bit, for the pre-owned industry is a little bit newer in the US than other yeah. countries. You think about, you know, France or UK, their pre-owned industry is a lot older than US, Japan. Mm-hmm. And so there is definitely a learning curve. So even like you're being at NRF, at the innovation booth, some people come up and say like, how big is this industry? I never, who wants? Use bags and that blows yeah. my mind because and i'm not surprised because we've heard that here and there from those who may not be familiar with the space but right. there's there is definitely a learning curve for those who aren't familiar with the pre-owned industry there is a bigger learning curve because a lot of retailers are so used to the traditional way of sourcing working with a wholesaler and then you know marketing up for the consumer that they don't know that they could grow their margins working with someone like Lapree, which is you know a b2b platform we're technology enabling them to connect to supply and therefore their margins are way greater because you don't have a traditional wholesaler in a sense. Right. Though Wholesalers do source from us too. So, we, I mean, we work with everybody, but yeah. So I think there is definitely a learning curve. There's a learning curve too, to telling them about not just how the industry works, but how our platform works. And But once they get it, Those who get it, like they're Mm -hmm. able to grow their business tremendously. Right. So how have you taken the
1: growth of resale, the increased interest on the consumer side, and you know, just your unique positioning in the market? How have you taken all of these things and like run with them as CMO? Because I could imagine it's like a fun hybrid of educating about the benefits of resale, but also all of the powerful tech capabilities. So how have you kind of taken it and turned that into an
0: innovative campaign or approach to marketing? So for the marketing side, I think going to conferences like these, this is really great for brand awareness, talking to retailers, talking to the brands here, talking about the technology that drives our platform. It really helps with the brand awareness. Obviously, SEO helps a lot. People are searching for wholesale, Louis Vuitton, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. We do some SEM, very little though, because... We're B2B, so we'll do some LinkedIn, you know, so on. Conferences, say trade shows, SEM, SEO, some social media. But again, it's such a different piece for marketing for B2C than right. B2B. It has to be super targeted Yeah, I'm sure. absolutely, yeah. yes. And so it's really interesting. It's a different, just a totally different marketing strategy and totally different marketing approach. Yeah,
1: no, it's really interesting because I could imagine that it can be a good opportunity but also a unique challenge Because again, resale as a broader market is growing so much and there's so much excitement and passion around it because of like the broader benefits. But I almost feel like, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this as well, there are like little pockets within the resale market of like different solution groups or company groups. So like there are different players doing different things. Thing. So mm-hmm. is that challenging for you at all? Like having to navigate all the different
0: like elements within no, the resale I mean, world? The resale world is so big and we see ourselves as, we call it the Switzerland of the resale world. Oh, I love that. We do, we're the technology and we work with everyone in the industry, retailer, reseller, wholesaler. And with the other tech platforms that we're, mm-hmm. some of them are partnered with in the resale space that do the technology behind right, right. multi-channel, and so this space is huge. And there's enough there's enough space for everyone to play in. And what I love about this space is that because it's so innovative, and the people who are doing these things, they are looking to partner. And so. You know, I don't see them as a challenger or competitor. I see them as partners, and it's it's been really exciting, you know, being in the resale space at this time, which
1: I'm sure helps from an acquisition perspective, right? Like if you have like these trusted partners and you're building out your ecosystem, those are essentially new inroads for other players, essentially yeah. or other potential, partners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And then once people are on the platform, is it like they? How's the retention, I guess, is the big question. Like, when people are engaged with, like, LaCree, mm-hmm. are people like, oh, this is amazing and so easy. So do you find that, like, that loyalty loop, so to speak, is pretty, pretty seamless? It does.
0: I think because, and I'll attribute to two things. Our tech platform is really easy to use. So shout out to, like, our tech team. But our account managers and our business development team, we don't think of our customers as customers. We think of ourselves as their partner. Their extended buying team. They're trusted. You know, we act as their like advisor. How do we get into resale? How do we do it right? Where are my ten Louis Vuitton Neverfull bags? Oh, like we act as their even their operations arm. You know, it's stuck in customs. Don't worry, we got you. We're working with customs now. It'll be at your office in three days. You know, so. Right. You know, I think with that kind of mentality, our active rate has been really great. And so we're private, so I can't share numbers. No, it's okay. um, But, you know, our customers who work with us, they like our platform because it's easy to use. But our team is what makes it special, too. Because our team really, really, truly cares about our partners. And we're there to see them succeed and to grow. Yeah.
1: Well, the resale market is poised for continued growth, which is super exciting for us to track on Retail Touchpoints and on the podcast. So to the end, how is LaPree kind of riding that growth wave, so to speak? Like, what can we expect from you? And how are you guys striving to continue to innovate within this space? Because obviously you were a retail innovator award winners this year, within
0: good reason. But how are you to maintain that momentum as a business? Yeah, I'm really excited about this year. So right now, I would say right now we're working on a few major things from a data side. So we have deep data because we work with major retailers, resellers. Everything comes through our hands. You know, we sit on so much data right now. What we're doing is we're taking this very disorganized This very Mm -hmm. fragmented space where there's not a lot of data and we're being able to use computer vision and matching it with this massive database that we're we're collecting to be able to this, you know, bag comes through, we use computer vision, we know immediately the year, the obviously the brand, the year, the style, the, the material, the hardware, the condition it was last in, things like that using computer vision. The next phase is blockchain. So we're we're I know such a buzzword, but yeah, yeah. no, it's huge in resale. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. resale is huge because if think about if you fingerprint a bag. You're able to tell not only from its initial point of sale the first time it was sold, but you're able to tell how often it's authenticated, it's kind of, it's where it's gone in the value chain, whether it was sold here, bought here, bought online, sold in the store. Because what we're using is this blockchain technology that captures it at the payment source versus anything else. And there's no customer data, it's all about that item, that handbag. In and of itself, so blockchain is really exciting. Uh, we're also working with all that data. You we know, we're creating this what we call a master product catalog right now, and we're able to take that, like those that data, and actually turn it into like really true data intelligence on a global scale. And so we can help brands and retailers forecast what to buy, what to source. We can help brands figure out what to design next. Uh, oh, I mean, it's, okay. it's a really powerful thing. That can really disrupt the industry in a way that's never been seen before. So and, and empower the industry. It's absolutely, yeah. empower. Yeah, it disrupt is probably not a great word. Empower is actually. Yeah. I love there that There you work. go. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> because we we definitely see lots of synergies with retailers, but also brands too. Because I truly believe that the future is resale, and the technology it's just it's just going to be a tremendous impact and a good impact on the on the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we love watching this space because there are so many different players mm-hmm. and that nature of everybody working together to support this or rally around this bigger mission or, or value for not just the industry, but just for the world, for consumers, is super exciting. So thank you for chatting with me and of sharing course. a little bit thank about- Thank you so much for having Lapre's me. pre special role in the world. You know, it has been super insightful. So thank you again. Thank you so much. And to all of you listening, would love to hear from you, your thoughts on the resale space, where you're planning to embrace it. Drop us a line on social media at our touch points on Twitter or on retail touch points on LinkedIn. We would love to keep this very big, important conversation going but for now that's it from us if you like this conversation leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player thanks everyone we'll see you next time thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode you can find us on your favorite podcast player until next time keep mixing it up